These are your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss Big Trouble in Little China. And all students who are participating in the foreign exchange program, please meet in the cafeteria after school. Hello and welcome to the Retro Club. We're your host Megan and John, Sponge Daddy. What? That's what I am to you. Because uh, you're looking at the Sponge Daddy. Ew! Yeah. Don't. That's like a weird. I don't call him that, guys. <laughs> I don't know where that came I from. Know. I just go by Daddy. Okay. <laughs> well, now that we have a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um. Well, it's another episode, another week. It is. I say that every week. I need something like better to jump in on, but I've got like misery business stuck in my head, and I can't stop. Like Paramore? No, 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 no. <laughs> what? Or what song am I thinking of? Um, oh, it's just called Misery. Yeah. <laughs> they say misery. Oh my God. Love's company. Wow, it sounds way different in these headphones. Yeah. I just I like thought you were better. singing Paramore. I actually think I sound like the robot from Mr. Roboto. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, when you hear it played back, uh, it won't sound like that. Probably. That's fucking disappointing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what's going on in the world? What's new? We went to a restaurant and watched somebody go feed up. Yeah. Okay. Here's what happened. So we <laughs> went, we had this restaurant once before and we were trying to think of some place to eat the other day and we're like eh, i don't know we tried it once it was good let's try it again just so happens that guy fietti is featured on the wall yeah it's a chain i guess i don't remember where it's out of anyway it, it doesn't matter he goes to everywhere flavor town usa like yes i guess john so we go there we order our food and john had just they had just sat down a drink um a refill on your drink and i don't know what you were thinking but you were like no and just no that is not what happened like i think i was trying to grab my drink when that she literally put the drink right butting up against the one i already had i guess i was trying to do something with jordan Anyway, he knocked it off the table. It went all over the floor, all over everything. You try to make it sound like this epic freaking tragedy, like I was doing this on purpose. I am still not sure. I'm still not but the, sure. But the story gets better. Okay, so they come and they clean it up off the table. They swiffer the floor to get it all off the floor. And then they walk away and they don't put any type of like wet floor <laughs> sign out. So then one They didn't of the, really do anything. No. Then one of the waitresses is walking by with a drink in her hand. <laughs> And for me, for me. No, I think she was just walking No, past. she was bringing it to our table. But you already have, oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. I didn't have a drink. Both my drinks were dumped. Oh my God. Okay, anyway, so she's walking by with a drink and walks right in the spot that they swiffered and goes straight up in the air and the drink goes. <laughs> she hit him with the whoop. On her, on me. <laughs> like, her feet went up in the air. Oh, I felt really bad. Like she hit the table. She hit the floor. Real story though. She kept her hand up. The whole time. And it was the only thing you could see from the table <laughs> was her arm up. She, like, she lost half the drink, obviously. Yeah. But I was impressed that she did that because she had to have messed her hip up. Oh, I'm sure. She was tall, too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that was our fun. <laughs> we can never show our faces there again. 
I did help her up though. I gave her I gave her the uh predator like Pan? I pulled pulled her up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, You son of a bitch. Oh Lord. Um Then she walked to the back. Yeah. So that was fun. That happened to us. Oh. I got to deal with an Amish M M&M and M today. An uh, what? Yeah. Uh, and he was explain? a he was a jerk. <laughs> he came into my place of work mm-hmm. and was like putting demands on stuff. And I was like, "What is with all this attitude? Mm-hmm. What do you need, Gabriel?" See, I feel like you know. At first, I'm like, oh, "I don't want to offend any Amish." What Amish? Who's listening? Right. <laughs> no one well, Amish doing is just like a buggy with a battery. They kind of are. It's like, I don't know, man, because I work at a bank. Well, they and listen to ACDC. What? ACDC. That's what they got to be listening to, right? I That was a bad joke. I don't oh, know. No. Just like he left and I was so angry. And I was like, how's that dude going to come in here with all the, that much attitude looking like an Amish M&M? And I said, spaghetti, spaghetti. Oh, Lord. Uh, Let's, oh, we'll keep, or we'll stop <laughs> hating on the Amish. <laughs> Instead, uh, is there anything else you want to cover before we jump into this movie? Oh, can we please give some praise to Adam Sandler for winning the Mark Twain Award? Yeah. That was a really good show. You told me about it. I didn't watch it. Um, Dana Carvey proved why he was the top choice for SNL. Because he stole that thing. So did Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider was great on it. Hmm. Like, I really liked uh, everything that happened with, what's her name? Drew Barrymore and... Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. But it didn't It didn't top anything Dana Carvey or Rob Schneider did. Hmm. Very entertaining. I was very happy for Adam Sandler. I think he's gotten a bad rap for a long time. I mean... And he's one of the good guys in Hollywood. That's what really sucks the most. He kind of had a slump there for a minute where some of his movies were not good. Like Jack and Jill, Ridiculous Six. Eh, everybody has a slump. Yeah. Even Al Pacino Isn't Jack and Jill terrible like movies. He was in Jack and Jill. lowest rated movie ever? <laughs> I don't know about ever. There's plenty of them that have a, like a zero rating. I think that's one of them. <laughs> it's one of them. Okay. It's not good, but it's not terrible. I've seen worse. Mm. You watch some of these fan-made films, some of them are just dreadful. Well, I don't know. Anyway, well, congrats to him. Yes, very much. Is that all you've got? Congrats. I'm going to take that as a yes. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll just go ahead and jump into our movie, I guess. I've. We should jump in this movie. It's... A very a very proud moment. Uh, I picked this. Yep. Go ahead and tell us what we're covering. We're covering John Carpenter's <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. And it came out in nineteen eighty six. Eighty six. Mm-hmm. Wanna give us some info on that? Yeah, I can. Like what's the rating? What are we talking here? Runtime rating. It was PG seventeen. 17 that was pg-13 there were two different ones back in the day oh wait i think i think it got changed yeah it came out as a pg-17 they cut it down to a pg-13 okay yeah all right and it's considered (laughs) an action fantasy it's considered an american fantasy action comedy which i mean heavy on the american 
all of those are correct, I guess. They're not wrong. Because Jack Burton's hair alone, they they got to put that on a, like one of the bills or what? like a coin. <laughs> no. Anyway, it has a runtime of an hour and 39 minutes. Perfect. Wonderful. Wonderful. Give it a kiss, Megan. Yep. Do it. Chef's kiss. Thank you. <laughs> um, I guess, do you want the synopsis first or do you want to give us some numbers, budget? And Let's go ahead and do office. the synopsis and then I can, get, I can give you numbers after. Okay. I've got the synopsis pulled up, so I'll go ahead and just read that now. Look at you go. And we've already said Kurt Russell's in it, but it starts off with Kurt Russell plays hard-boiled truck driver Jack Burton, who gets caught in a bizarre conflict within and underneath San Francisco's Chinatown. An ancient Chinese prince and Chinatown crime lord has kidnapped a beautiful green-eyed woman who is the fiancé to Jack's best friend. Jack must help his friend to rescue the girl before the evil Lopan uses her to break the ancient curse that keeps him a fleshless immortal spirit. Very good synopsis. I mean, that's pretty much the movie. Yep. That's it. We're going to do something different this time. Mm -hmm. We're not going to give you guys a freaking play-by-play of the whole dang movie. We're going to give you parts of it because I want to really just get into this other stuff about this movie. Okay. You can do that. If Um, you guys haven't seen this movie, you got to see it. This is one of the movies I had to own when I was able to start paying for my own stuff. Like, this was one of my first purchases was... Uh, Big Trouble in Little China on DVD. Random. <laughs> I um, love this movie that much. This is my favorite rainy day movie. I will watch this movie every time there's a bad storm. I could see that. Um, truthfully, I didn't watch this movie until we got together. It doesn't really fall in my wheelhouse. It wasn't something I would have normally picked up, but uh, I still enjoy it. I love this movie. It's got everything I ever wanted. It's my... I can even say it's my favorite action movie. And That's I love First even. Blood. First Blood's one of my favorite movies ever. Okay. Well, what was the budget for this movie? Uh, it's kind of divided. Uh, I keep seeing everywhere. It somewhere, falls somewhere in this range of 19 to $25 million. I don't understand how it can be split. I mean, you spent this much on the movie. Boom. That, that's it. That's what you You know spent. what I think? I, you want to know why I think it's split? Why? I think it's because of the effects. Because that no, doesn't... no, nobody can really tell you how much the effects cost for a movie. Because I'm... CGI and all that was so young during that time. I don't know. I mean, you still know what you paid your cast, your crew. You know what you spent on wardrobe and scenery. Plus, a lot of studios don't say that they've went over budget. So, say the budget was nineteen million. They just happen to need six million dollars more. Mm-hmm. That changes everything. Well, what's the box office on this? Uh, it didn't do good. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, 11 million. Yeah, it's about half. But. Give or take. <laughs> but, and I'm always going to stand by this. It came out like right around the time Aliens came out. Okay. Well. So you're talking one of the best movies ever made. Really? Alien and Aliens are two of the best movies ever. Hmm. And James Cameron doesn't miss, so he's the explorer of the deep. He's always raising the bar. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> this is another movie that has the brilliant cinematography of Dean Cundy, too. I got to point him out because I don't think there's ever been a cinematographer in movie or actually Hollywood history that's done the work he's done at the point he's done it. I mean, you're talking Halloween. Like we brought, we've talked about before, mm-hmm. and Back to the Future just as two of them, 
And I'm positive he did like Jurassic Park and stuff like that. That's not bad. That's not a bad portfolio. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, okay, we can cover some of the cast. Um, there's honestly quite a few people in this, but we'll just cover uh, just the highlight people. We've already said Kurt Russell. He plays Jack mm-hmm. Burton. Most people know him uh, from the John Carpenter movies. I and get Overboard. I say I know him from Overboard. I know him from like this, uh, the Thing, Escape from New York. He's in a lot. Stargate. Um, in, oh, and he was Elvis. More recently, he did a Christmas movie where he played Santa Christmas Claus. Christmas Con- Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Bone Tomahawk. Because for some reason they've put him in a ton of westerns lately. Weird. Um, then there's Dennis Dunn. Who playing Wang, Wang Chi, which those two, it's kind of like how we talked about with Empire Records where Liv Tyler and Renee Zellweger kind of share the leading lady. Personally, to me, I think so. I know they put Liv on the cover, but I don't really think she is a lead. I don't either. Um, it's kind of like this. I mean, Kurt Russell and Dennis Dunn are... Kurt Russell is definitely meant to be the bumbling sidekick in this movie. Yeah. It's it, just, he's got such a presence, it's hard to put him in the secondary role. Yeah. Um, there's James Hong, who plays Lopan. Apparently both Lopans, which we'll get yeah. into that. He was also in one of my favorite movies, Ninja 3 The Domination. Yes, uh, that's a ninja possession movie where they have an actual ninja exorcism. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, and technically it's got a ninja zombie in it. In this movie or in oh, the no, other no, one? Oh, no, no, no. In Ninja 3 The Domination. That's wonderful. I don't know if I'm I can't see wait it. till we cover the eighties ninja movies. Oh, those those are my jam. Joshy, if you know what I'm talking about, I'm not giving you a holler on that because he knows about my love for ninjas. Oh my word. I love you, brother. <laughs> okay. You too, Matt. I'm gonna shout out Matt too, because me and Matt had a really good conversation this week and I had a lot of fun with it. Okay. Okay, a little more cast just to get a couple more people. There's Victor Wong who plays Egg Shen. Oh, yeah. From Also, he was in Tremors, and uh-huh. he was the grandpa from Three Ninjas. I just love some ninja movies. Let's just get there. <laughs> See, and that's not really my thing. I just, I don't know. You didn't like Ninja Turtles or nothing growing up? Eh. Oh, you were a girl, though. Yeah. What the heck? I mean. No, you know what I mean. Yeah, I just. Like, girls that watch Ninja Turtles, like, they get stuck being April O'Neil, and she's as boring as See, I drawing. liked Power Rangers. Which is like oh no no you're right you're which is right. like karate light no. <laughs> no they did the movie too and they were ninjas they mm-hmm. made them actual ninjas because they knew they had to get a part of my uh, my soul oh <laughs> that's one of the movies I was so proud of as a kid to go see in theaters I bragged about that <laughs> I wasn't disappointed either because my name popped up in the movie the movie was made by the guy his the guy's name is John Harris oh and I was okay. like what so now I'm I just. I've always claimed that. Oh my god! Uh, Who were you when you were a Power Ranger? I let's mean, go. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Probably Kimberly. Okay, I was Tommy. Okay, oh. Oh. <laughs> faded. Mm. <laughs> Look, I needed someone to hang out with my Barbies, so my Power that I had Power Ranger dolls, and I also had Barbie dolls, and they hung out. That is cute as shit. <laughs> I had. This is gonna sound really ridiculous. Oh my god! I was really. I anal about people touching my my figures if I had them set up. Uh huh. Like Brandon one time like knocked this thing over I had made and I was so upset. <laughs> no. My mom knew I was upset too. 
Oh my god. He didn't apologize for it or nothing. He's just big clumsy clobbering around. <laughs> like like in Harry and the Hendersons. He's just freaking bigfooting around. This knocks my shit over. Oh my god. Oh my can we just get through this cast, please? There's Kim Cattrall. We've already covered her we before. We like Kim Cattrall. We've she was just a mannequin. Yep. She plays Gracie Law. Susie Pai is or Pei, maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know. She plays Miao Yin. <laughs> you finally got that right. How'd you how do you remember it, Megan? Um, because spell you, it first. It's M I A O, but in uh-huh. my notes I spelled it, and I knew I did on purpose, guys. I'm not that dense, but no. in my notes I spelled it M E O W. So she would remember it. <laughs> so I could remember. Meow meow. <laughs> uh, and meow yin. You kept wanting to call her meow too when we were talking about it. <laughs> I know. Well, because in my notes I just put meow. I didn't write meow yin every time. The last character we're going to cover is Carter Wong, who plays Thunder, which is one of the Storms, which sounds weird, but again, we'll get into it. Um, I don't know what, what else he's really It has been. a lot of people you've seen in other 80s movies. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Donald Lee, and if you've seen uh, One Crazy Summer, he's the typical Asian guy in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's, Very lovely party. <laughs> he's, uh works with... The bad guys, the family. Yes. That's right. He's the one that gives them the loan for the... Well, they're making a restaurant, right? Like um, a hotel and restaurant? Something like that. I don't know. One Crazy Summer is a wonderful movie. That's one of our favorites. Wouldn't you say that? I think so. It's up there. We're going to cover John it Cusack. soon. We're, it's just spring, y'all. So summer's coming. We'll cover it. Don't it's, you it's worry. It's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. All right. I think it's time to jump into this movie. Okay, this movie's got a really hot start. Uh, pretty much it's a, a lawyer uh, interrogating and trying to get proof of the whereabouts of Jack Burton from mm-hmm. Egg Shen. Yeah, it opens up. I mean, you have no idea what's happened at this point. No. You just know he's talking to a lawyer. So something we assume bad has happened and they're looking for this guy, Jack Burton. Yes. And so you think Jack is probably going to be a bad guy, but this dude gets super offensive. That guy was kind of a jerk anyway, because he's trying to point all this and Egg Shen knows he's Jack Burton. He showed real courage. Yeah. He tells him not to talk bad about him. Yeah. Don't you leave, just leave him alone. Mm Mm-hmm. And the city became engulfed in green flame. Yeah. And they want answers. And so the lawyer asks him, he's like, do you believe in magic? You mean Chinese black magic? And homeboy sticks his hands up in the air and just shoots lightning between his hands. That was just something small. Yeah. And he tells me, he's like, that's just, that's just a taste. Yeah. That's only the beginning. And this then, movie starts off amazing. You get like this really great scene where there's this pouring down rain. There's this semi just barreling down the road. In Southern California, getting ready to head to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You got Jack Burton. He's just talking shit on the CB. Mm-hmm. He's driving <laughs> the Pork Chop Express. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, he's babbling into the CB to no one in particular. <laughs> That's what you do when you're bored driving. I guess. <laughs> you know what Jack Burton would do at a time like that. That's what he's telling him. Yeah. My favorite part of the beginning, though, is the goose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, he knows he's about to die. Oh, my God. You get to see all this market scene. Jack's stopping, talking to some of the people he's used to seeing when he's in town. Yeah, he stops at Chinatown to, like, gamble. San Francisco's Chinatown. Let's get that right. Well, we already said we're in San Francisco. I I don't have to say it twice. But there's multiple Chinatowns, so. 
All right, so he stops there to gamble, I guess. Is yeah, he absolutely. Gave. He was he was definitely betting some money. Not really sure what he's playing, but he's sitting Look down like with a bunch of dudes. Kind of, yeah, it's a weird... And they played a bug game, too, where they had like these bugs wrestling. Well, he ends up sweeping the table, and the, the guy across from the table, we find out, is Wang. Yeah. And he gets mad and tells Jack... Jack can't lose. He was... He was just on fire. Yeah, he doesn't want to do a double or nothing, and he bets that he can cut a glass bottle in half. Nothing or double. And uh, yeah, he does say it backwards. Yeah. Um, but he and does he not. Tells, <laughs> he tells Jack how much money he has, even. Yeah. Well, he tries to cut the bottle. It doesn't work, and Jack's like, "Well, now you owe me." And he goes, "Well, I don't really have the money on me right now." <laughs> a really big take on this is Jack proves. Uh, He's special. He has these really crazy reflexes. Like, there's this part where, well, Wang. He tries to cut the bottle. Wang comes down really hard on the bottle, doesn't slice it, and it's, it sends it across the table really fast at Jack. And Jack just pops back in his chair and catches it right in front of his face. It's all in the reflexes. Yeah, that's what he tells him. But the Wang tells him he doesn't really have the money right now. And Jack's like, oh, yeah, right. We were getting this money. Yeah, but and you were on the bed anyway. You don't have it. Because, I mean, it was a lot of money. I think he owed him almost like $2,500. Because it was like 1200 and then 2500 I don't know. He owes him somewhere between twenty five and $3,000. Yes. And he's like, well, I can go get it for you. You can follow me. And Jack's like, mm. I don't have that kind of money on me. He's like, no, how about you just ride in my truck? You're not, I'm not yeah. following you anywhere. Tells him he's got to go to the airport. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to go to the airport first. So this sounds like a, a ruse. He's going gonna to follow me, Jack. Yeah, I was until I came to my senses. It makes him get in his truck. Well, he ends up taking him to the airport. They start get, talking about stuff. Uh, Wang goes into this little spiel about this girl he's got coming she's got these really green eyes mm-hmm. she's a chinese girl with green yes. eyes which is a big deal. very pretty too she's mm-hmm. very pretty and that is meow yin yes meow i will say meow yin <laughs> when i see it in my notes if you guys would have saw meg going over the notes with me when she just kept calling her meow i was like who the hell is meow <laughs> <laughs> i was like meow yin <laughs> stop it's all right Okay, so Jack and Wang are hanging out at the airport waiting for Say that for one more her. time real quick. Jack and Wang. Yes, thank Aww, you. Aw, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> Jack and Wang. Wang and Jack. Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, I mean that. So. Yeah, you can't really say those two words together and not come off. What's his last name? Chen? No, that's the other guy. Uh, Wang Chi. Chi. That's right. See, that's why I had to take notes because I mixed up all the names. I'm sorry. I said Wang Chi and it made me think of Chi Chi's. Rip. Okay, well, Jack and Chi. <laughs> <laughs> Jack and Chi. <laughs> Don't call him Chi. Just call him Wang. Okay. Just <laughs> you all can laugh at your to yourself listening Real to quick, this. Uh, back a few years back, mm-hmm. there's this guy that owned an Asian market that used to come in my place of work, and he only wanted to come to me. Uh-huh. His name was Dong Un something uh-huh i can't remember it's been so long but i called him donger every time he came in <laughs> and i would say it really loud when i saw him come to the door what's up donger i just <laughs> screaming across and people would just start laughing and he was so he was so fun that's funny <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay back to the movie they're waiting at the airport and they're waiting for meow Yun to get off the 
the airplane. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, Jack is like looking across the airport and he happens to catch Gracie Law. Uh, Gracie Law's eye. Well, no, he just sees her. She's not looking at him. <laughs> She's waiting for someone to. And he decides while they're waiting on this dude's fiance, he's going to go shoot a shot. And he walks up to Gracie and tries to his, <laughs> hit on her. His lines are freaking phenomenal, too. But she does not fall for it. She tells him to take a shower. <laughs> yeah. Tells him he smells like, like beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she calls it his condition. <laughs> yeah. But she's waiting there, too. She's waiting to pick up a girl named Tara. Yes. Which... Also, Tara is a refugee. Yeah. Gracie is a lawyer. Yeah. She takes care of uh, people coming to America, make sure they get citizenship and a fair chance, mm-hmm. which is a really cool thing. I, I really like that about the character. Yeah. But Gracie ends up walking away from him to go pick up her friend. Jack goes back to Wang and Wang is meeting up with Miao Yin. And Wang from a distance sees everything going on and sees these three guys coming towards them. And he recognizes who they are right away. They're these guys known as the Lords of Death. They're a uh, street gang. Yeah. Uh, The gang, they... They um, grab Tara right away. And then Jack uh, tries to intervene about it. Mm-hmm. And then one of the guys whips out like a butterfly knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other guy trips Jack. And this pisses Jack Jack off because these guys grab uh, Meow Yin and take her off into the, well, I guess the parking garage. Yeah, when they, um, they end up ditching Tara because Gracie is able to grab her and pull her away from yes. these guys. But they do take off with Mao Yin and they get in a car and almost run. Uh, Jack and Wang, they run after these guys and almost get it, run over. And that's the, that was the final straw for Jack because he was, you can see it in his face. He's like, son of a bitch must pay. <laughs> but they jump into Jack's truck and they follow these guys or they're Barreling trying to find down them. the road in a freaking semi. Yeah, and Wang tells him to pull off into an alley. He thinks they're probably going down this alley. And when they turn down the alley, they come face-to-face with a funeral procession. Yeah, and how'd they fit the damn semi through there? Yeah, I... they And they barely do. They hit some On, of the signs. Right, and not only that, like, that hard turn he had to make to get into the alleyway. Yeah, it wouldn't Oof. have happened in real life. <laughs> but, um, movie, movie magic. Movie magic. <laughs> um, but when they go down the alley they see this it's a procession that comes out from around the corner Mm -hmm. and wang tells him it's a funeral procession celebrating uh i guess you could say he was like a warlord i i'm not sure what i remember they they say but i don't remember what he is uh, but while this funeral procession's coming down the alley towards walking towards the truck, I guess they're just going to walk around it. Yes. Uh, there's a gang in red that shows up, which I cannot, rem- I don't know. I just call them the red gang and the yellow gang. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you had the Lords of death. Uh, they are known as, what are they called? Uh, the wing Kong are the bad guys and the Chang Sing are the good guys. So you got the black and yellow, uh, guys mm-hmm. that Sing. are the Chang Sings mm-hmm. and then the wing Kongs. Okay. Which are the bad guys. Which they do like this really great uh, martial arts scene where there's a lot of fighting and stuff. But then they started mixing like cowboy elements into it. Uh-huh. Like there's this one guy that has like these golden six shooters. Mm-hmm. And I, my favorite part of that's when he like powers up to get ready to use them. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> I don't remember that either. <laughs> oh, I remember it. I'm This movie is... <laughs> 
it's like a bread and butter thing for me. I there's not a part of it I don't remember. Well, anyway, the uh, the red gang. I'm just calling them red and yellow. The red, red gang. The red gang comes out of nowhere essentially, and they start shooting at this funeral procession. Yeah, they had a what would they call it? A Chinese standoff. I guess. Yes. And the Jack and Wang are still sitting in the truck, and they're just watching this unfold. They're watching this fight happen around. And out of them. nowhere, Jack just pulls out a knife. Yeah, he thinks they're gonna fight him too, and uh, Wang tells him not to, like, stay in the truck. Don't make and a sound. But then while they're fighting, I don't, they're shooting at this funeral procession and fighting them. All of a sudden, essentially Raiden from Mortal Kombat comes like floating down from yeah, the sky. Yeah, from a lightning bolt, he just drops right into the scene. And then all, out of nowhere comes the other two. And they just start chopping through these guys. And Wang's just like, go, just go. Yeah, both uh, the both of the gangs like freak out when they see this guy and then two more fall from the sky. Yeah. One of them. Well, you had uh lightning is the one that came down from the lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. You had cloud and thunder. Thunder just jumped over the truck. The other two just kind of hover out of the way. Uh-huh. And then out of nowhere pops this nine foot dude low pan. Yeah. And that's when they're like, uh, we're out of here. And Jack takes and he freaking hit him with the truck. Oh, yeah. Jack starts driving towards him and it looks like he runs this low pan guy over. And so he hurries up and parks and (laughs) Wang is like, I think I was low pan. Yeah. So they take off Wang because Wang knows this is a problem. Jack has no idea what's going on. And he's like, I'll explain later. We got to go. And he blinds Jack temporarily. Lopan does. Yes. Yeah. Lopan. He's essentially a human light bulb. (laughs) I don't really know. (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. He's. He's a he's a ghost that claims of being a man. He per, uh, he's like powered through a demon. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. They describe yeah. it later in the. But movie. he has like this glowing mouth thing that he does a lot. Mm-hmm. And it blinds Jack. Yeah, and so they take off running. Jack is trying because Wang tells me he's like, "Don't look at his, don't look at it." I already did. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, it's only temporary. And he has to like splash water in his face to oh to get his sight. The nasty back. water in yeah, the alley like a, too. A puddle in the alley. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's better. Yeah. Now he's got to worry about getting an infection. <laughs> they take off running and they end up jumping through like a window. They just can't catch a break because right after getting out of the way, crawling through those little tunnels where they were like speed crawling, uh huh, <laughs> like cockroaches, they're like yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere. Uh, they finally pop up and then there's the other bad guys. Yeah, they just, of death. They run right into the third gang and they're just like, oh my god, and have to take off, <laughs> dive through windows. They end up finding refuge at Wang's family's. It's like a restaurant, I guess. Is yeah, what that's they how run. they finally get away. The dragon of the black pool. Yep. They go to the restaurant to hide out. And <laughs> Jack's just wearing a silk robe. <laughs> arguing with people about his truck on, on the phone. Because obviously it's been stolen. Now he's just going to try to claim it on his insurance. Yeah. And so he's on the phone talking about his truck. Wang is explaining to his parents and everyone else hanging out there. I think it was his grandfather or his uncle. Yeah. He's trying to explain what's go- what just happened. And then this uh, Gracie shows up. And it's like, why does everyone just come to this freaking From restaurant? From the airport. <laughs> and she shows up and tells them that the white tigers took Miao Yin. Yes. They took uh, the Lords of Death. They are notorious for taking girls they abduct to the White Tigers. Which is... For a quick sale. Yeah, it's like... It's like um, a brothel. It's not... Well, not even like a brothel. It's technically prostitution. 
Yeah. Only those girls are slaves. They're sold into sex work. Yes. And so they, they're trying to come up with a plan to get Meow Yin back. It's, that's Wang's... They need somebody um, to look stupid. That's Wang's uh, fiancé. That's who they're yes. trying to get back. Oh, and there's also this reporter chick that hangs out with Gracie. Yeah, we're, we're not going like, to worry about her. What's her name, Margo? I don't know. She, I, she wasn't <laughs> enough to matter. There, like, there's a lot of characters, yeah, but we meet, she is a side project. They meet, I don't know. Meet her and Eddie and all this save everybody that there's a romance that happens between them but they're side characters so they don't matter <laughs> it did it felt like they were just not she wasn't needed that character wasn't needed. no neither was eddie technically essentially gracie is trying to help her get her big break as a reporter that is literally the whole point of her character and so she's trying to do a, a story on like the white tigers and yeah this girl's trying to get information but gracie's so engulfed in it now too because she wants to bring down Lopan. she thinks he's just this guy that's a tycoon that's just taking over all of chinatown yeah uh it's a little more than that yeah anyway they spoilers they need to figure out how to get meow yin back from the white tigers and so they like, volunteer well, jack yeah because they're like all of they're going to recognize all of our faces but they won't recognize need somebody, yours <laughs> need somebody to look stupid he does <laughs> and they do they make him this big nerd and put him in an awful like mustard yellow shirt a tie glasses yes and they ruin his mullet by giving him like this weird like comb comb over <laughs> it's bad whatever henry swanson's my name and excitement's my game <laughs> but he's trying to kind of uh test the waters to see if she's there and so he's like you know i'd really like a girl with green eyes and it's like well don't make it obvious jesus yeah <laughs> kind of ruins it because that girl feeds into what he's saying right away she gets she gets mad and she said chinese girls don't have green eyes and she like takes off to the back and when it pans to the back meow yin is actually tied up in the one of the rooms in the back one of the best scenes of this movie is when jack's in the room waiting Mm -hmm. (laughs) with that chick and he's like so what happens new old girls leave new girls come in and the girl goes maybe take off your tie and then he looks down and he's like, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. My wife got me this for Christmas. <laughs> His one-liners are brilliant. <laughs> anyway, she, um, <laughs> Meow Yen is tied up in the back. And before Jack can even go to find, like, he's trying to, he does end up with a girl in a it room. It is pouring outside, too, by the way. Yes. And he's trying to ask her questions to see you know, if Meow is there, Meow Yen. And all of a sudden the building starts shaking and the ceiling mm-hmm. breaks open and the storms show back up. <laughs> Man, and Jack sees them, just goes right up to one of them, lifts their uh, Raiden hat, punches him right in the mouth and it does nothing. So Jack just gives him a smile, gets knocked across the room. Oh yeah, because all the girls, everyone in the building takes off running and the storm ends up going into the room that Meow Yen is in and takes her. And then and, he carries her off on a lightning bolt. <laughs> yep, steals her away. So now they're like, crap, now we have to go get her after or go after these storms, essentially. Yeah, they, uh, they just essentially go to Gracie's apartment and have to come up with a new plan. Jack's kind of hurt. <laughs> they put him in like that. What was it? Lazy, like a lazy boy. Yeah, but this is he's trying to ask them, like, what, the what is going, going on? on? Because everyone else seems to be in the know and he's has no idea what's happening and they still don't give him like a like a for sure answer like it, we don't get that until a little bit later even yeah I, they kind of give him a really vague answer and he's like what <laughs> and you they wouldn't say, understand yeah no time gotta go and so now they know that 
they know that they obviously had to go to the Wing Kong because that's where all this stuff happens with Lopan. They know that this whole thing's got to go through him somehow. Mm-hmm. That the the storms are working with. Right. I mean, they saw the storms with Lopan. So. so the brilliant idea is they got a a corded phone that they're going to say that they're from the phone company at late, like late at night, and they're doing this. Yeah, they just walk in. They're like, "Oh, hey, we're ch- here to check phones," and they just make a distraction and walk right through the back without waiting to hear anyone's response. They're yeah. just like, "Oh, we'll be back here if you need a spy." <laughs> And then they're trying to look on, they see that they're on camera too. So Jack just starts making up a story about how, you know, that we haven't seen something like this. So some squirrels got into the wires. <laughs> and then they obviously see it, like this track where like two bodies drag the third, find an elevator that only yeah, does what? They find this like basement track marks, <laughs> a freaking elevator, which get used. There's a million elevators in this dang yeah. movie. And I don't this really only understand. goes down. Yeah, they start going down in this elevator. And uh, as soon as it starts going down, it starts filling Filling up up with water, water, which is terrifying. Salt water, Wang. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, it's filling up fast. And they're like, well, we don't have a choice. So they take a big breath and they go under. You talk about feeling claustrophobic. That's the scene. It's scary to Mm -hmm. me. Like, as an adult, that is scary. (laughs) The elevator doors do open. So they just start swimming because, I mean. Yeah, they pried them open. It's either just stay put and drown or try to find a way out. And now they're in the freaking Deadpool from Mortal Kombat swimming around. Yeah, there's all these um, skeletons and bodies. Mortal Kombat ripped it off from them. Chained up and they're like floating in the water. Yeah, they're floating all that sick. Mm -hmm. Yuck. And when they, they do finally get to safety, thank God. Jack asks, asks them where they're at and it's, what, what's it called? It's, I mean, they called it exactly what it is. It's the <laughs> hell of the upside down sinners. <laughs> I mean, call it what it is, I guess. Yeah, technically. And they cannot get away from these. St- I don't know. The thing is, they're on camera everywhere they go. They think they're being sneaky, but Lopan has eyes everywhere. Because as soon as they get to safety, they're like, shoo, now we just have to find out where Meow Yen is. It's like, nope, because nope, the, storms the storms show back up again. And they end up capturing them and start torturing them with like it's weird. Like a, it's like a red rubber ball, but he's beating the piss out of them with it. <laughs> it was weird. I don't Come know. Come on, you fight like a man. And then he hits him with the ball right in the gut. <laughs> But it pans back to Gracie and the rest of the mm-hmm. gang, and they're back at home base. I don't know what you would call it. They're waiting outside for them, and Gracie's like, this is taking too and long. Something's wrong. She can't just stay out of it. No. She, <laughs> she made her own, like, like torture to- for herself mm-hmm. because she couldn't just stay out of it and let them try to get it figured out. Well, she tells them, like, it's taking too long. We got to go in there. So they go inside and she's like, hey, um, we're just we want to have a tour of the building. Like she tries to play it off like nothing. <laughs> and then one of the, who shows up one of the storms with a cigar. I can't help you. Yeah. The storm. He's disguised as a regular person. He's not in his raiding gear. He had a really nice suit, though. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll take you guys on a tour. And he takes him to the elevator. Obviously. That only goes down. And when they start going down, this thing starts filling with gas. <laughs> Yeah, and he, this is one that has really strong lungs. He's able to, like, breathe real crazy and stuff mm-hmm. and expand his chest and stuff. So he just pretty much holds his breath while these people get knocked out. Yeah. But uh, so now they're knocked out. We pan back to Jack and Wang, and they're, like, in a room full of statues, essentially. It's like a hallway with a bunch of statues. Yeah, they're uh, confined and tied up in... 
like wheelchairs. Yeah, they're pretty much wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. And now we get to meet this, Lopan. Well, it's this really decrepit, disgusting, old-looking guy who comes rolling out in his electric his, scooter. <laughs> with his translucent skin. And Yuck. he says he's Lopan and that he is 2,000 years old. And they're this like, guy? you're Lopan. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you guys are all afraid of this guy? The <laughs> decrepit old basket case on wheels? <laughs> yeah. And this is where he explains he's essentially a ghost is what he is. He he tells him his plan right away. Like yeah. Lopan spills the beans because he... So he can become mortal. He has nothing to fear. Yeah, he thinks he's the strongest person there. He's like, you can't defeat me, so I'll just go ahead and tell you I need to marry a woman with dragon green eyes and it will make me whole again and I'll be human. And he's being controlled by a demon and this is the way he... He like, also starts telling them that he can bring hell to them right away if they don't give him what he wants. Mm-hmm. He wants answers about her. He wants to know why they're there. <laughs> and he tells, he just gives them the the lowdown. Tell me what's going on. Or I'm going to flay you alive. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up uh, locking them in a room mm-hmm. that... They're blindfolded, tied to these wheelchair things. And Jack rocks his until it breaks. Yeah, he's able to break free and he looks, he uh, releases Wang and they... He's able to sneak his knife in. All these jokes. I'm just hearing myself say All these Wang jokes, got it. (laughs) And they're trying to find a way out of this room and they can't really find one. But then they hear someone coming down the hallway. This is also where Jack finally gets the story of everything that's going on. Yeah, Wang finally tells him, gives him the legend of Lopan, where um, he tells him about the army of the dead. Yes. That this is all the way back to 272 BC. The f- yeah, the first sovereign emperor of China took on this dude. Mm-hmm. And the army ended up inflicting a curse on Lopan. It's the curse no flesh. of no flesh. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's just... That's why when they say no flesh, it sounds weird, but they're saying he can't be touched, literally can't be touched. He is a ghost. And Shingdai is the the god of the east or is that what they call him? The demon mm-hmm. that he has to appease to get to become mortal again. Yeah. There's all kinds of crazy stuff that Wang drops on Jack all at once. <laughs> and then they hear someone coming and hurry up and jump back in the chairs and like Blindfold. <laughs> yeah, they blindfold themselves again, and it's the storm who's carrying. Uh, he's packing Eddie like Eddie's just a sack of potatoes. Yeah, it's and just the, throws him on a hook. It's the storm that is disguised as a regular person. Yes, and so he's going to start taking all of the passed out people from the elevator who got gassed. He's going to put them in this room with Jack and Wang, and Jack when the storm's back is to him. He jumps out of his chair and tries to don't make me kill you. Tough guy (laughs) attack this guy, which does not go well. Come on, Jack. (laughs) How? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He tries to jump on this dude and he He pushes expanding himself. Yeah. He turns into like a human balloon. Yeah. It's scary. (laughs) He starts doing that thing where he's like doing that crazy breathing. He's like, (sighs) yeah. And he physically expands. Yeah. And it just blows Jack back into that chair. He goes like just flying down a slope. Flying, yes. <laughs> and almost falls into like Screaming a well backwards. or a, some type of hole. It was a well. Yeah. Uh, and then. We could have lost Jack. 
Now they're on the run because Eddie wasn't actually knocked out either. I don't know if Eddie was planning on waking up and attacking him, but Eddie wakes up right away. So Eddie, Wang, Jack, the rest of the gang meets up. They all take off. Yeah, they got to save Gracie and Margot or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. And Lopan is on, it flashes back to Lopan and he's on the phone with somebody who's like, they've escaped. And he gets mad and turns like his whole face lights up again. And oh, yeah. This is where the effects really come in. Yeah. He lights up and he goes from being the decrepit old Lopan to super strong Lopan. And, uh, he now he's mad he's gonna go after these guys and he ends up walking through a wall and finding low uh not low pan he finds meow yin who's like floating in this room yes and he he's saying like soon soon and she because he can't touch her his hand goes like right through her yeah so after this pretty much jack and them have to save the girls mm-hmm. jack and this is where they run into these two girls that just beat the piss out of Wang and oh yeah because uh, they have Gracie and the reporter locked up in cages yes and he's trying to girls. save them <laughs> so now we get this big action sequence where Jack's got to try to save them they they finally just buck up and just knock one of the girls out with a straight right <laughs> <laughs> they get the girls out they're running through there mm-hmm. and they just keep running into the the Cheng Sungs or whatever. What did I call them? I don't the remember. The bad guys in the, the red Sings black. and the Wing Kongs. Wing Kong. Yeah. I remember saying. <laughs> the Wing Kongs. Kongs. Uh-huh. But they have to try to get out. They almost get out, but Gracie messes up and looks in a, at a statue that has eyes that are moving. Yeah. And she gets sucked in by the Chinese Bigfoot. Which is... I Egg mean, is the, also the one that saved them. Egg Shen. The tour guide. Yeah, gets his vehicle shot at, mm-hmm. but gets them out of there. And then they realize, where's Gracie? Yeah, it. and when he says Chinese Bigfoot, that's essentially what... There's no other way to describe that thing. It's just a, a big fuzzy monster. I don't know. <laughs> um, so what he's done is this monster has taken Gracie to Lopan, where she's now been hypnotized along with Miao Yin mm-hmm. because both of them have green eyes. I mean, he never said it had to be a Chinese woman. And They're just they, looking for dragon green eyes, which both yes. of them have. And they both tamed the burning blade. So now he's going to decide to marry both women. He'll sacrifice one and stay married to the other. Yeah, he puts them through this whole ceremony to see who is going to be his wife. And when they both pass the test, he's like, okay, I'll just take both of you, whatever. <laughs> And at this point, Egg Shin's the one that comes up with the plan for how they're going to get in. They're not going to go into the front. They're going to go underground and come up at them. Yes. This is also one of my favorite scenes in the movie when they go underground. Because there's this scene where they're crossing this moat. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's that sound like? And like, something breathing underwater? He's like, <laughs> yeah, I thought so. And then they're walking past and there's like this cave and this big spider thing just grabs somebody and like carries him in. And then Egg just throws like this pebble in there and it blows up purple. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack is like, like staring. He's like frozen. And then <laughs> Egg's like, it will come out no more. What? What will come out no more? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's no one has time to explain anything to Jack. They're like, we, we cannot stop and explain everything to you. We just got to keep moving. And at this point, Lopan is just, he's 
too wrapped up in the marriage and all that to give two shits about anything else going on. Well, and he's so sure of himself. He thinks this is going to go through that he's got all these monsters throughout the building that are keeping eyes and tabs on people. And Literally they're telling an eyeball him, monster. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a floating blob with eyes, a bunch like of eyes. Yeah, and he had these two dragon guards that were like gold. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to tell Lopan, they're like, uh, they're coming. And Lopan's like, I don't care. This ceremony's going to go off where I'm not going to get stopped. And of course, the gang busts into the room in the middle of the ceremony. And like this huge fight montage breaks out where they're <laughs> yeah, all they fighting the, all these guards. They drink that green stuff to give them not only a buzz, but it makes them feel invincible. Yeah. It tells them. <laughs> I'm getting hot in here. Just before they go into the fight. Egg uh, gives them this drink that tells them they're going to see things they've never seen before. And do which, things they can't, they couldn't do. But you never see through their eyes. You never see what it is. So I'm just like... Uh, well, it made them all like Mortal Kombat characters. I Gave guess, yeah. They immense were... Immense courage. They were able to... fighters. <laughs> yes. And unlock their uh, muscle memory, if you will. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> they gave him a permanent running high. Well, and then Egg and Lopan end up actually having like a battle of magic where... Which was really cool. You got this peasant magic on one hand and then you have this Chinese black magic. Mm-hmm. And you get to see both these sources collide. Mm-hmm. And they can't Lopan out. is doing it like a video game. <laughs> he is. His little fingers are yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of them can out power the other one so both their magic just cuts yeah, off. Yeah, it comes to stalemate. Mm-hmm. You never could beat me, Egg Shen. <laughs> and Lopan grabs Miao Yin and takes off with her. And Gracie gets Jack knocked knocks off himself the edge. out. Yeah. Then comes to his senses. Gracie gets knocked off the edge and is just like forgotten about. And when we were talking about like all the crazy martial arts things, there's this scene where Wang is definitely the hero. Mm-hmm. He's taken on like all the big guys so far and all these other things. And he comes into this sword fight with Thunder and they're just jumping around this room. Yeah, Wang is the one doing all the super crazy karate ninja stuff. Yes. And Jack, while Wang is taking on the bulk of this fight, Jack takes off for Miao Yin. And he comes face to face with Lopan in the hallway of statues again. Um, yeah, he, Gracie, Gracie kisses him and he gets lipstick all over his mouth and shows up to, to call out Lopan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he gets he finally gets his moment he has a knife and lopan is unarmed at this, this is, point this is a this is a moment from any cowboy movie you've ever seen this is the this is essentially it's a draw well and part of the thing is that lopan is human now because wang wanted to stop the ceremony and they told him you can't stop it because then we can't stop yeah, lopan. as soon as we he's have, flesh he's ours we have to let him become human yes so he is has gone through with the ceremony. He can bleed now. His hands were bleeding before. He's mortal. And he ple- he pees- pleased his demon. So now they're in this hallway and um it's a standoff between Lopan and Jack. And Jack has a moment where he can he can take down Lopan. He's Hero got a moment. knife in his hand and he chucks the <laughs> knife at Lopan and misses and Hits it the, bounces off, off a the wall. drum. Yeah. And Lopan picks it up and is laughing at him like, fool. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Burton. He throws at him. Jack, this is where the reflexes come back in. Jack catches that, that thing and wings it right back at him, drills him right between the eyes. He catches the knife mid, mid-flight mid and throws it right back and catches him the second time. 
He tells him it's all in the reflexes. So it all comes full circle. <laughs> uh, now Wang's got to deal with the... The, the storms. Yeah, the uh, cloud, the one that uh, can expand. Mm-hmm. Who finds uh, <laughs> Lopan dead. Mm-hmm. And then he... He just loses it and he's just starts so expanding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he turns and like... I don't think he's going to stop. Yeah. He just keeps blowing up. It's really gross looking. And he ends up actually exploding. And his body parts go everywhere. And now they're running through to get out of the building. And I think this is where the best visual of the movie comes into play. The last one they have to deal with is Lightning, who's mm-hmm. just walking down a hallway toward them. And he uh, lights this big chandelier on fire. And when it drops it, it creates this really cool visual. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of my favorite visuals ever. I don't really remember that that part. I mean, it all happens really fast. So and then I... they Wang for some reason has a grappling gun, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's able to get them through there. And then they drop the uh, little statue on lightning to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes a race to get out of the building. Yeah. But they do. They escape and they all, when they escape, they come out into this like garage and they find Jack's truck. And My truck! He freaks out <laughs> and they all jump in the truck and they take off and they, <laughs> they ride. They took the key. They ride <laughs> off into safety. Don't you have an extra? <laughs> uh, then they end up back at Wang's restaurant and... Um, everyone's like all their stories are coming to a close like the reporter and eddie end up together which we told you before Jack, throughout this whole movie becomes a, he just stays a mystery mm-hmm. uh wang and meow yin are together and they're happy and they're all lovey-dovey and then it comes to jack jack is getting ready to head out and gracie stops him mm-hmm. and she's like what do you think about getting a bigger truck with maybe an apartment in the back for two maybe and, someday and he's like mm, i kind of like my truck the way it is <laughs> and you're not even gonna kiss her yeah he goes to leave and they're like you're not even gonna kiss her bye and he turns around looks at her and says nope nope and walks out what a fucking great that that character it, it's top five that, it's, that character is phenomenal that's the way that's the way you go out. That is an anti-hero if there's ever been one. But it ends the way it starts where he's riding off in his truck and he's talking on the CB radio. <laughs> he's like back in the pork chop express. <laughs> like just going on with his life like nothing happened. When the seas boil and the earthquakes, Jack Burton would be there. And then it ends with the big scare from the Chinese Bigfoot. Is, yeah, was hiding on his truck. And then we end with this great... A song by the Coupe de Ville's John Carpenter's band. Oh, Big boy. trouble in little China. Oh my God. Uh, but yes, that is the end of the movie. Lots of action. Lots of, it's very fast paced from very. beginning to end. There's just a lot going on. That's why it's perfect that it's only just, it's barely over an hour and a half. Yeah. It never skips a beat. Right. Well, how do you feel about some trivia? I am ready for some trivia. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to start with is that Kurt Russell was actually, he admitted that he was hesitant and afraid to do this movie because he had so many flops before this, um, which unfortunately this also turned out to be a flop. But John Carpenter told him he didn't care. He just wanted to do the movie with him. Not only that, this movie made its money back in VHS sales. This it movie did. is one of the most viewed movies I think I've ever seen on VHS. It's become a cult classic, even though it didn't do well in screening. It, right. It 
has made its money back, you know. Um, so in the beginning, you see Chinese characters with the the actual title of the movie. Mm-hmm. The Chinese characters translate to evil spirits make a big scene in little spiritual state. <laughs> Which is, I guess, just, I mean, that's the title of the movie, kind of. It's pretty right. close, I guess. Um, and you had said that... Uh, this movie seems like a Western. Yeah, and we talked about this in the beginning, that Jack and Wang kind of share the leading role spotlight. Really, it's kind of Wang mm-hmm. who is the lead. John Carpenter said he envisioned the film as an inverse of traditional scenarios and action films with a Caucasian protagonist helped by a minority sidekick. So he, he flipped-flopped that idea. Right. And he said even though Jack has this kind of bravado about him, he's constantly portrayed as bumbling. And They still gave him like this John Wayne quality. Like that's I think it, they made him portray in this movie. Yeah, I'll get to that later. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Um, but they, you know, he said that Wang is the one who's actually the highly skilled one, where Jack isn't, <laughs> essentially. Um, like if it were uh, the Lone Ranger, uh-huh. he's Tonto, and Tonto was the one that did the heavy lifting. Uh-huh. Uh, Kurt Russell actually got really sick while filming this movie in the mm-hmm. scene just after the brothel. So it's when the storm breaks in and steals Yao Yin. When it's insanely um, wet everywhere. Yeah. He actually got a really bad flu. So when you see him in that scene, he's all covered in sweat and gross. That was legit. He was actually sweating and dying. Sweating it out. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the three storms we mentioned kind of look like Raiden And it should be the other way around. Raiden looks like the three storms because they were the inspiration for Raiden, Raiden, the lightning god in Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Just like Lopan, he is 100%. That is Shang Tsung. And then we mentioned parts of the movie where things happen. Go ahead. No, you're good. That was what I was going to say is Lopan is, he was the inspiration for Shang Tsung. Like you had the Deadpool, you had like the room that had all the statues in it. Those are definitely Mortal Kombat Oh, uh, yeah. stages if you look at the backgrounds and you watch this movie you'll see a lot of similarities throughout yeah um but because this movie wasn't mortal kombat is a lot bigger than this movie so people are like oh that's agreed that's raiden it's like no raiden is the storms but okay <laughs> um so wang chi was not or i'm sorry not wang chi um dennis dunn is that his name? Uh, yeah, it's Dennis Dunn or Dennis Hon- like Hong or something. No, I think it's Dunn. He <laughs> was not the first choice to play Wang Chi. It was actually Jackie Chan. You were right, Dennis Dunn. Mm-hmm. John Carpenter's first choice was Jackie Chan, but that Jackie Chan, like Jackie Chan from like Rush like Hour, the Jackie Chan, yes. Uh, But the producer for the movie, Lawrence Gordon, did not want Jackie Chan in the movie at all. He said that he thought Chan's English wasn't good enough after seeing his performance in Battle Creek Brawl. Makes sense. And John Carpenter wanted Jackie Chan after seeing him in Police Story. So it was like this back and forth. They finally agreed to let him ask Jackie, and Jackie declined. So they end up getting Dennis Dunn instead. How different is that movie if it features Jackie Chan with Kurt Russell? That would have been really weird. Is that your phone playing music? I hope not. It was. I don't know how. 
Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's probably going to hear that. that in the background. I thought it was coming from outside the door. I'm like, that's too loud. Anyway. Scary. Uh, you mentioned earlier that Kurt Russell's based off, or Jack Burton character is based off of John Wayne. Um, yeah, it's kind of obvious. And John Carpenter is a diehard, like, Westerns was what he wanted to do when he became a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And this is something we talked about. Uh, I mean, we just mentioned that this movie was a flop, and this was kind of partly the reason. This is probably the last fact that I'm going to end it on. But um, really... The reason, I can't say this is the reason the movie flopped, but, and Kurt Russell agrees that he felt like the the movie was just hard to market because it was hard to explain what it, it was. So because they didn't know how to sell it, they just didn't sell it. Yeah, even with Kurt Russell's name. Mm-hmm. Because what was it you told me that they had to reshoot the beginning? Yeah, so the movie, it started, um, originally it was just supposed to open with Jack driving in the truck talking on the CB, Mm -hmm. but then they felt like you, because he's such a silly character that you wouldn't be as connected to him, so they added in the beginning scene where Chen, or um, yeah, Egg Chen is talking to the lawyer and he's like, Jack Burton's a hero and he, you know, respect him and leave him alone, let him live his life. They kind of added that scene so you would go into the movie already feeling like, okay, I'm supposed to like this Jack Burton guy. Yeah. Even though he was kind of makes a, sense. A silly character. Um uh I'll give you one more. You know what? Let's sure. let's end on one more. So Kurt Russell was John Carpenter's only choice for the movie, but that doesn't mean there weren't other people considered to play Jack Burton. I'm sure because that's that's like been the mo with how Kurt Russell ends up in the his movies. Someone else is always in mind, but he's always like, "Man, I should just go with Kurt." Well, it was the studio that suggested two other people who could potentially play Jack Burton. Can I guess? Any one? guesses? Go ahead. At that time, I really want one of them to either be Kevin Costner or Mel Gibson. No. Neither one? <laughs> Neither one. Oh, Mel Gibson's name didn't blow up yet. Neither did Kevin Costner's. So it would have been like... I feel like you're... I'm going to be way off, aren't I? Is one of them Harrison Ford? No. I'm trying to name action people. I know. Slice alone? No. There's one in there that... I'm going to be mad about when I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, I'll hit you with the one that's probably kind of the more obvious choice. Well, uh-huh. and no, not obvious. I wouldn't have picked either of these people, but uh, just because of who Jack Car- uh, Jack Burton is as a character, mm-hmm. one of their options was Clint Eastwood. You look dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah, because he's been old, old. Like he's been old forever. He's been <laughs> old my whole life. <laughs> the other option was Jack Nicholson for Jack Burton. Mm-hmm. John Carpenter sometimes, man. I love John Carpenter with every it fiber said of my the being. the studio wanted them, not John. John wanted Kurt. Okay. The studio suggested Jack Nicholson or Clint Eastwood, but both of them were unavailable at the time. So John Carpenter was able to cast Kurt Russell. This is why Hollywood shouldn't have a lot of say on what the directors do mm-hmm. with certain things like casting. Because remember the Family Guy episode where they were talking about uh, Brian's show? And mm-hmm. who he had picked to play characters. And out of nowhere, they picked uh, the characters and changed the script. Yeah. 
Well, and Kurt actually turned down another movie to do this movie. Really? Yeah. A well-known movie? uh, Highlander. What? He turned it down. He turned down the lead role of Connor Connor McLeod. Yeah, Connor Connor McLeod. McLeod, is that how you say Jesus Christ. I've never seen Highlander, but I know it's a... a well-loved. A well-known movie. (laughs) Yeah, he turned it down. More known than this movie. Yes, he turned it down. Wow, I didn't even know that. Talk about a dog, like a... And Queen's... Queen's name is all over that soundtrack for Highlander. Mm-hmm. This one has John Carpenter's brilliant music. Yeah. I'll end on that. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I, you just really struck me at that. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm shook. I, I could... <sighs> Kurt Russell would have been good in that, too. I don't hate Christopher Lambert. I thought he was an okay Raiden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, we come full circle again. He was <laughs> Raiden in the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's I'm it. ready to rank it. Okay, you let's really do it. just <laughs> you really put a damper on my <laughs> evening with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, first thing we're gonna rate it on is the rewatch. Rewatch, I can rewatch this anytime, especially when it rains. So I'm gonna give it I'll give it a four and a half. I'm only gonna give it a three, just because like I said, it's on the cusp of not really being my bag. Yeah, it's not your cup of tea. Um, I still enjoy it. There's fun parts to it. Uh, I just don't do like the ninjas and stuff. That's not really my type. This of movie. This is a fun guys movie. Yeah, when I'm it's definitely with a more friends, masculine type of movie. Yeah, I've talked about this movie a number of times with my friends. Quoted it. Mm-hmm. We watch it. We're all engaged. We're all enjoying it. We can talk and don't miss anything. Mm-hmm. This is this is definitely a a movie like that. Yeah. All right. Well, then the next thing we're gonna rate it on is its legacy. Um, I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to give it a three solely cause of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I was going to go really low. I don't, I Mortal Kombat's it's only saving grace, honestly. So maybe like a two, two and a half. Uh, otherwise this movie really didn't do anything except it, also Kurt Russell and John Carpenter's legacy. It, it's 100% a three because okay. people name this movie every time there's an interview with either one of them. Well, I will. I'm going to stick to my two and a half. That's fine. But um, I want to go higher, which is really hard for me not to. I just don't think the, movie... the love I have for that. But a three, I, three to me sounds like it's right. It's across the board. A three mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Mortal Kombat is its like biggest legacy because it. A lot of characters have been ripped off from this. Movie and I mean, that. Mortal Kombat, this that's a movie or a movie. It's a game uh that's what 30 years old at this point yeah 92 yeah it's 31 yeah and it's still going people still love mortal Kombat and its characters we do love some mortal Kombat. we do we bonded over mortal Kombat before we even dated kind of crazy isn't it (laughs) i know see you should have a bigger love for big trouble I didn't say I didn't like it. We're not done yet. We got... No, I guess we still have more. Two more things to rate. The last one, or yeah, the other thing we're going to rate it on is... One more thing to rate. um, The uh, look and feel of the movie. So we're talking soundtrack. uh, I'm a big fan of the music John Carpenter came up with for the movie. I think this is some of his better stuff because it doesn't sound like a lot of stuff he's done previously. Yeah, the music's pretty good. Um... The look of it, I mean, they got Chinatown spot on. I don't Nailed know if it. it was really filmed. I mean, I assume most of it was probably studio just because mm-hmm. it was inside buildings and stuff. I'm but if they filmed 
in the actual Chinatown. Yes, I was a. I love the aesthetic for this movie. Uh, the characters are wonderful. Mm-hmm. You really like Jack. It really, he really puts off this masculine ego, but he also can be bumbling at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like really cool with the ladies, but when it comes to actual physical fighting, he's not that great. He to me, <laughs> I grew up with so many heroes. To see a character like Jack Burton, where he's not really the hero, mm-hmm. makes me like him more than the heroes I grew up with. Well, it's not bad. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give that alone. I, I can be fair with this because this is my personal opinion. I'm going to give it either a four and a half or a five. I will also give it a four. I feel like for what it what it was supposed to be, it did a good job. Yes. Overall, I'll give this movie a four, but I really want to give it a four and a half. I think I'm going to sit still around a three just for my type of movie. Uh, it's more of a masculine type movie. So Definitely. if you're into that kind of thing i would rate it higher but it that's not really my thing that's not to say i'm like all lovey-dovey rom-coms like but this just happens to be a side genre that i'm not necessarily that interested in which is which is okay yeah i'm really excited we've got a really good planning of movies coming out i think people are really gonna like uh, like this next one so enjoy this stick around for a little sneak peek of next week's episode sneaky peeky <laughs> don't ever say that again sneaky peeky or okay bye <laughs> see ya next week on the retro club baseball's uh that's something i don't like to watch on tv very no much. you gotta watch that shit live that, yeah, that is a live experience. But I feel like golf is backwards. Like a live golfing experience would be boring. Unless yeah, it's this it's, movie. Yeah, that that's true. <laughs> like I couldn't watch golf competitively. Oh my gosh. Just watching people hit a ball and walk to get to it, to hit it further. <laughs> oh man. Unless I can have one You got to have drama, like pro wrestling. <laughs> oh my God. There's got to be a backstory. Like you make them sit like face-to-face like boxers do before they <laughs> yeah. make them touch could, gloves <laughs> could you imagine like somebody defending the hole and you gotta like hit the ball toward it oh my god that would make the sport so much better okay new rules <laughs> yeah it's a battle to the death <laughs> <laughs> you can still use the club too oh to the def- club is uh, to defend encouraged. yourself <laughs> yes i'm going clubbing <laughs> oh nice <laughs> That's the last thing he said. (laughs) Before he ended up in the hole. Dead. (laughs) Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at RetroClubPod. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to The Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcast, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.